Welcome to the Faith Forward podcast series. Faith Forward is a grassroots network dedicated to bringing together leaders of ministry with children, youth, and families for collaboration, resourcing, and inspiration toward innovative theology and practice. Through this series, we'll learn from creative, forward-thinking leaders who are pushing the boundaries and reimagining what it means to follow Jesus' way of love and justice today. Join us as we instigate a revolution of hope in our world. Hello and welcome to the Faith Forward podcast series. I'm Dave Sinis and I am thrilled to be joined today by Mary Hawes and Murray Wilkinson. Mary is the National Children and Youth Advisor for the Church of England and Murray is the Growing Faith Enabler, a new position for him with the Church of England. Uh, They're both based out of London and uh, are coming to us from across the pond today. Mary and Murray, uh, that's fun to say, Mary and Murray, Thank you for joining us today. Oh, good morning. Thank this you very much. Great. Um, now, for the for the past couple of years, uh, you two have been spearheading a gathering for progressive leaders in ministry with children and young people uh, across the United Kingdom. So th- this is called uh, The Conversation, and I love the name. Uh, and I'm wondering if you can start by telling us a little about how the whole idea for The Conversation got started. Okay, well, I guess it started way back with the very first uh, Faith Forward back in that 2012, Dave? Yes, that's Um, right. I was privileged to come along and be part of it, and along with about four or five other people from England. And as we came back, we said, we need something like this here in England. How do we get about that? And time went by, we didn't manage to do anything. Murray came along to the next gathering with me. Um, and I guess it was after that that we began to have our talks and our conversations with other people from the denominations in the UK. So that, I think it was three years ago now, we had the very mm-hmm. first conversation. Along yeah. the ethos of Faith Forward, but very distinctly uh, with a UK flavour. Mm-hmm. I, I remember sitting in Nashville at uh, the, the Faith Forward conference uh, with Mary. Um, we may have been having a drink um, and we were <laughs> chatting about it, thinking there are so many people that we would love to have been able to be with us. Um, you know, why couldn't we do something back home? And I think that for me was, was the very beginning of, of that conversation. Uh, and then when we got back to the UK, we had to uh, find some other co-collaborators. Um, so I, I love the, uh, Murray, you just mentioned, you know, we had to get more people in the conversation and, and the, the, the title uh, or the, the name of the, uh, the event is the conversation. Um, what, what's behind that name? Why, why did you choose that over something else? We, we had a, a, a long conversation ironically about what we wanted to call it. And I think we decided on, on it being sort of saying something about what we wanted the gathering itself to be, um, that we didn't want to be caught out with, with having to provide the answers or, 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 or lean too heavily towards the experts saying what they thought. Um, and the more we spoke about it, we said, well, we want the event to be a conversation 
And so somebody said, well, let's just call it the conversation. So, so that's, I think, how we got to that. We toyed with all sorts of things. Um, and yeah. the trouble is that it was always trying to become too clever. And, and we wanted mm -hmm. it to say what it mm -hmm. was. That the whole idea was this would not be a conference where you were told what to believe, where you were told the next best thing, where you were told uh, what resources were good. It would be the chance to have a conversation around the issues that very rarely get raised at any other kind of gathering of children and youth ministers. Right, mm. right. Yeah, so very much, uh, it sounds a lot, as you've said, kind of a, a British spin on, uh, on the sorts of things that we were doing at Faith Forward. Um, so I'm wondering then, what, what's with everything that's happening with the conversation, and, and you've done two of them so far, and I know the third one is coming up in uh, early 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, so how, is, how would you say the, the, the things that are happening with the conversation are related to the sorts of things that you were involved with and that you saw with Faith Forward? I was really quite uh, well blown away, really, with, with not just the, the content that we experienced um, at Faith Forward and the, the first Faith Forward I went to um, in Nashville, um, but also the the way that the entire that, that the, the kind of the conference was put together, the way that it ran, the the, the kind of um, having more than one voice up front for sessions, all those sorts of things. And so when we when we got to the point of of wanting to to have something like that um, in the UK, we we, we we borrowed quite heavily, I think, um, from what we'd experienced um, in at Faith Forward, and um, and it 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 just it flowed for us. It just it just mm. seemed to click in terms of of offering. Um, a different way of doing conference, you know, and both Mary and I have been involved in a number of other conferences. Um, Mary certainly more than me. And uh, we, we just, we didn't want it to be another one of those, you know, the, the same old, same old, here's a keynote, here's a workshop. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and, and what, what I really enjoyed as we, as we sort of took our experience and, and, and those of us who, who actually came together, who'd all been to at least one of the, the Faith Forward um, events in the States, we, we, we borrowed heavily from that experience, but then as we, do, as we were designing and deciding how it would work for us, just having the name The Conversation became quite a, a, a lead for us to say, well, everything we do, that becomes our decision. Does it help us have a deeper and better conversation or is it, is it just a conference? And mm -hmm. so we, we, we designed a program um, along those lines, I think. I think you're right there. Um, obviously, being the UK, we were not looking at as such a big conference as Faith Ward has mm. been. We were looking uh, to hold it. We, we particularly wanted to hold it in a, a church or a space that would be open to uh, LGBTQI uh, speakers, a place that had a sense of the, the holy, that this was a conversation that was focused on and around the things of God. But as Mary said, we wanted to be the same old, same old. So we had no feedback sessions at all in the UK. Most conferences, if there is a plenary, there will tend to be question and answer or feedback. We took uh, what we'd seen in Nashville and for me in Washington um, and crafted it for the UK. Uh, it feels different because uh, we haven't got access to the amazing audio-visuals and recording that Faith Forward had, uh, nor the uh, upfront style of worship. So it, it felt in many ways quieter, the same 
ethos of this is a space where whatever your voice is, you have a right to say it. We have a, we have a concern to listen to it. And together, we may begin to craft a new way of imagining church with and among and by children and young people. Those are some of the shifts that have had to, to take place in order to, uh, to make it fit your context. What would you say are some of the, the other things, perhaps uh, some things related to what ministry looks like and, and how you hope the conversation to have an impact um, that make what you're doing uh, distinctively for your setting in the UK? I think one of the things which very might disagree with me was that we were concerned mm-hmm. not to have the same old names and faces mm-hmm. as our speakers. So at the very first one, uh, we were very fortunate that you, you graciously came over, Dave, but we didn't release the fact that you were going to be there till quite late on in the day. We wanted people to come for a conversation and to hear voices that they wouldn't know the name, that they uh, wouldn't have necessarily come across before. Right. Um, that was fantastic. We even took a flyer on somebody that uh, I had only come across uh, because he had written a paper that I thought was superb. Mm-hmm. And, and Murray and I both looked at each other and went, okay, we've got no idea if he's a good speaker or not. Get him to come. And he blew us away. It was fantastic. Right. I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about Henry Zonia. Yes, and if and if folks um, listening have not heard or come across anything by Henry Zonio yet, um, he he is doing some fantastic uh, work and very thought provoking, just really tremendous stuff um, Mm. about uh, ministry with young people and especially related to the whole idea of shifting cultures and and very much. contextualized uh, way of understanding how we do ministry with, with uh, young people. And thanks for, uh, thanks for, for raising that. That's an important uh, point for folks to know about. Yeah. I think the, um, uh, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with Mary. I, I, we, we, we were really conscious about, uh, I mean, in terms of running an event that needed to, to, you know, get ticket sales and, and, and you know, it, we needed to uh, get enough people to come. We did need some kind of a draw, but we were, genuinely quite uh, pleasantly surprised that the number of people who were booking on before we had been able to name any, any sort of, of those big speaker types. And I think that gave us courage to, to stick to our guns and, and, and try and de- design a conference that, was, that really tried to break down the barrier between the experts in inverted commas up front and, you know, little old me who comes and sits in the, in the chairs. Um, and, and, and so when we then got to the question of, um, uh, you know, how we, we, we we did, um, Mary mentioned really the, the idea of, of having no, no kind of Q&A session. Um, mm-hmm. We decided to, to, just to make that a conversation. Um, and we had late in the day um, uh, a sudden realized that our venue wasn't as flexible as we'd hoped. We, we thought we had another room, we could do breakouts and that didn't work out. And so we, we just had one, one room, this, this beautiful church. Um, and we looked at each other. I remember at a meeting thinking, well, now what do we do? We've got all these, we were thinking about workshops and breakouts and all that sort of thing. And we said, well, let's just, let's just do it all in the same space. And, it, and that, you know, it, it feels, there's a number of those little stories that feel in retrospect like we were just lucky and things just kind of fell in place. But I, but I, I, I hope and I believe that 
that we were we were holding on to a um, few key principles that we that we had learned from Faith Forward and right. and, and by leaning to those, um, I think we, we we crafted something together because we all just believed them to be so important. So it sounds like uh, a lot of the story of the conversation is uh, th- there's a parallel or many parallels between um, your desire to to bring uh, progressive creative leaders and thinkers uh, around ministry with with youth and children together and really how you know that that's very much how faith forward got started is just our our wish that there's there's got to be a space for these kind of folks to to get in the same room and and talk with one another and share ideas with one another and and inspire each other um so in 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 light of all of that though there have to be enough people to make it viable and you were saying that you were surprised much like we were um you were surprised that there were so many people who you didn't even need to say what was going on or who was going to be there they were signing up so would you say that there, there was this hunger um happening that that there is this uh, this desire more broadly for this this kind of space and this kind of conversation to happen yeah i would i think there is also uh in the uk the conferences that happen tend to be by the same organizations and denominations again and again and again and there's nothing wrong with that at all but for some people there was a sense that because they didn't belong to a particular denomination or have a particular uh, role of seniority or feel that they had a voice, there was no space where they could gather with like-minded people. And it feels as though the conversation created or curated that space for that to happen. Uh, Mm. Was everybody in the room a progressive thinker? No, they weren't. There was an incredible mixture of people who were curious, people who were frustrated that Mm -hmm. uh, things weren't as far forward as they might want them to be, people who just wanted to know that their voice had been heard. And that glorious mix uh, was incredibly rich. I think what was was telling and and confirmed that, because even after the first event, we didn't know, you know, we didn't go out and ask every, everyone who came. Um, so we weren't completely sure why they'd come and we wondered whether they would have been expecting something different or whether they'd come along, you know, waiting for 10 top tips on how to, you know, run a session, um, which we didn't offer. We were talking about thinking and, and ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was completely confirmed when we, we decided to try a second one. Um, and, and a huge amount of the same number of people came as well as, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a complete overlap. There was a, a pile of new folks as well. Um, and those who came, um, I remember one or two saying to me, you know, this is such an important space. Thank you so much for giving us this space and um, helping us to make the space ourselves, really, um, to where, where, where they felt they could come and think a bit deeper and, and have those conversations. Um, what one of, the, one of the, the key ideas or the key phrases that we kept holding on to in our planning and thinking was um, edgy, edgy conversations. You know, so whenever we're thinking, should we invite the speaker or that speaker, um, even if they weren't known as a speaker, um, we were, I remember constantly coming back to going, okay, well, which one is going to give us uh, something that's more edgy, something that's that's pushing a boundary, um, and and so that that I think helps us to 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 give people permission to think risky thoughts or to think 
um, you know, outside of the, the boxes they would normally have been, been forced to thinking, I guess. Mm-hmm. What, what sort of impact would you say that the conversation has had in your, uh, in your context of the UK? I think it would be hard to say that I could see any tangible impact. Yeah. But I think I see a perceptible shift in people wanting to, to do the deeper thinking that this isn't just about what we do to children. Mm-hmm. There's, I think, in many ways, the Growing Faith Initiative that, that we're looking at now in the Church of England is partly about, I think has partly come out of this, uh, that says mm-hmm. we, we have this itch, as it were, that we know what is currently happening isn't giving children uh, the Christianity that they need in order to grow with God. It's not opening them up. As Brian McLaren said back at Faith Forward, uh, we keep giving children the baggage that adults don't want in terms of their faith and they're surprised when they reject it. Mm-hmm. I think it's causing, certainly for me, it's made the impact is how me is to think, is this something real and lasting that I am offering to children and young people? Or is it more uh, fluffy bunny faith? which they will very quickly realize is neither sustaining nor real. For me, it's, it's about the individuals who, who I've encountered after either the first or second or those have been to both, who I, I, I think refer back to things that we were talking about together at the conversation. And so because we were really trying to push that, that the conversation is about um, thinking, about deeper ideas, about um, those edgy thoughts and conversations as i've said um that those ideas become almost um you know they they they, they multiply and they grow a bit and they, they stick around so it's it it is almost imperceptible but i i think there is there is the beginnings of impact and and we could probably um <laughs> i mean we'd love to claim a few <laughs> a few that oh, yeah, that's because of it. <laughs> but um sometimes it, it might be you know where, where we where we suddenly notice that two or three folk who've been to one or both um, of uh, the conversation and events um, are suddenly working together on, on something that looks, you know, a little bit new or different. Um, and there's no way you can say, yeah. "Oh, that was us." But but, but because we're trying to, do, uh, and uh, Mary used the word "curate." That's one of the words we love to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to curate a space where where folk can have whatever conversation is going to help them, and we try and push that all the time. That it's not just, you know, uh, theological navel gazing. That we're actually wanting to say. Okay, but how will this make a difference? Right, and I, I think there's this sense that um, we, we always talk about, uh, at least in, in a lot of North American circles, there's this idea of, of how do we give young people a strong faith? And I feel like there's this sense that um, strong means rigid and it's molded and it's not going to move. But the, the sort of faith that... that people need to sustain them people of all ages that's going to sustain them through and and stick with them through the good and the bad and all the ups and downs of life is highly malleable and Mm. must be very very flexible and is going to take shape in all sorts of different ways it's it's a shape-shifting faith really um and Mm. that's a very different metaphor for what it means to have that kind of strong faith um it's not fluffy bunny and it's not rigid. It's something completely different. And we're, you know, it's it's something we really figure out only by, only by, you know, doing it and taking each step of discipleship yeah. one after the next. Yeah. And I think we have to be 
I, th I think we have to be very uh, aware of the fact that questions and wrestling with faith mm -hmm. starts from a very early age. And mm. we need to be worried about the questions. We need to be open to having not just the conversation with the movers and shakers, yeah. but the conversation mm. with children, with young people, with adolescents, with young adults, that mm. keeps that safe space where I may think very differently from you, but we share a belief in the same God. And that's okay. Yeah. And yeah. I may have had very different experiences from you, mm. but that's okay. So there is that mm. sense of respect, of uh, being able to disagree well. That's an ex a, a phrase we use a lot in the church at the moment. Mm. But there is that importance of, I need to be able to disagree well with you and not just tell you you're wrong because I'm right. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three years mm. ago, we did a, a, a piece of research uh, in the Church of England called Rooted in the Church. Mm -hmm. um, the narrative is that every young person is going to walk away. We kind of go, well, no, there are some people who actually stay. So let's talk to those young adults and ask them, what is it that kept you rooted in your faith and yeah. rooted in the church? They gave us four answers, four main answers. The first was uh, that they were included in every activity across the generations. Uh, they weren't expected just to be in a youth group. Mm -hmm. The second was equality. They were seen as fellow pilgrims, that the sacraments were open to them, that uh, they were seen as having equal work. The fourth yeah. was the importance of leaders who made bridges so that it wasn't about having a big youth group. It was about our church is part of the youth group. We are part together. Mm. The third was space. Space to question, to wonder and to doubt and to still be held by a church that doesn't say, here is the answer. One of the parents we talked to said, what we need to give them is a raft of love on which to float until they reach a shore. And I thought that's one of the most profound and wisest things I've heard, mm -hmm. that the church needs to offer unconditional love on which children and young people can float between the many things they hear, the many doubts and questions that they have, knowing that there is a shore that they may or may not reach, yeah. but for that love, love will always be there. One of the kind of, uh, another catchphrase that we use in the conversation is that what we're looking for is um, a, a, a church a ministry with children and people that is about nurturing and releasing, mm. not capturing and conquering. And that's, that's a, a, a phrase we, we, we picked up from a, from a mutual friend um, in, in the early days of setting it up. And um, it's, it's, it's become really at the heart of, of, of how we, again, when I talk about how we decide, you know, when it comes to planning and, and thinking about the conversation, it's, it, it really is, is at the forefront of, of what we're after. Um, so that, that it's, it's, it is that concept of, of we want to nurture young people into the place where they can explore and, and, and discover faith in a safe space, as equals, as Mary said. Um, but that we don't know that that raft will ever find the shore. Mm -hmm. But we have to trust that, that by giving them, you know, as I'm going to stress the, the metaphor, but by, by, by making sure that the raft is, is, as, is as kind of solid and, and uh, I was trying to avoid saying rigid. 
Dave's previous metaphor. Um, but, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's about giving them as much skill in terms of exploring faith as we can. And, and in the process, recognizing that, that, that that's, a, that's always a two-way thing. You know, it, it's not just about um, us grown-ups making sure that, that, that younger generations can have faith, but, but really wanting to say at every step we're, 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 we're exploring this together. Um, and it, it, it's almost like we're, we're trying to build this raft so that our, our younger generations can find the shore. And then we look around and realize we're still on the same raft. Mm. Um, and it's for us to, to do that nurturing and releasing together so that we have the best opportunity of, of exploring and discovering who God is with us because um, God's sitting on the raft as well. Mm-hmm. No, that's too far. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Mary Murray. This has been a brilliant conversation. Uh, thank you for sharing your wisdom uh, and for, for letting us know what, you know, what's going on in your neck of the woods and, uh, and, and why it matters not just to, to, to you and to the people you're bringing together, but why it matters to all of us who are trying to sit on the raft with young people as we all ask questions and we all really get blown about by the Spirit. Thanks for tuning in to the Faith Forward podcast series. If you want to learn more from creative thinkers and innovative leaders, be sure to subscribe or visit faith-forward.net.